That's right, it's time for the Weekly Review, a podcast for people who want to do a better job of organizing their lives. Whether you are new to task management or you've fallen off the wagon a few times or maybe a few hundred times, this podcast is for you. If you haven't done your Weekly Review yet, hopefully this podcast will inspire you to do so when you finish listening. I'm Jean McDonald, and I am here with my good friend and co-host, James Dempsey. Hey, James, how are you doing today, and have you done your weekly review? Hi, Jean. I'm doing pretty well today, and I kind of done my weekly review in that, well, now that I have a smaller number of active projects, Mm -hmm. I find that I look at them often, like, like once every day or two, which is a review, but it's not like weekly Mm -hmm. on this, like once a week I do. So that's why I say kind of. I've looked at all of them within the past week and, in fact, within the last day or two, but it's not like part of like the bigger process. My inboxes are still more out of control than I would like, Um, but I'm feeling more... At least the things that I've identified as active projects, I feel much more on top of than I have in months. So that's that's good. That's really good. I I think uh, you made the right call to uh, sort of shake things up and and that lets you look at things a little differently. And then, like you say, you're more likely to look at them Maybe more than once a week (laughs) or never. More than never is always good. More than never is excellent, Wade. (laughs) Well, well, I have done a weekly meow, and um, that is – I just – yeah, I have to say, like, changing things up by um, sort of re – Reframing what I would do on a weekly basis as a weekly review has really made a big difference because I, um, I enjoy it. Actually, I say, "Oh, time to sit down and do the meow," um, and also I get to say, "Meow." Uh, it doesn't get old, or it hasn't gotten old yet. Um, and one of the things when I was working on it this week is. Uh, well, I did spend quite a bit of time uh, during the week um, sort of digging in deep to Maelstrom um, to see. Um, I had some questions about how certain things worked, and I actually emailed with them. You know, I'm paying for that service, and I use it, but I don't use it to its full potential. So I had decided I'm going to figure out how to do these things that I want to do. And then the process of which I cleared out a lot of mail because I was there. <laughs> and, um, but one thing that I um, decided to do is when we were talking about the meow uh, recently about what the steps are and the one that I was kind of stuck on was what I had set as, you know, processing email and they were really too ambitious and not really a, a doable weekly step. And I changed it, and I'm very happy with the change, which is step two of the meow now is clear out this past week's mail using Maelstrom or Chuck. Excellent. 
that's doable. <laughs> that's very doable. And I'm happy with how the meow is evolving. So I guess it's time to check in on the weekly to-do. Oh, yes. The weekly to-do, yeah, the weekly to-do. Gene and James are working through the weekly to-do. Well, James, what was your weekly to-do, and were you able to do it? What was my weekly to-do? I have it down on my list as adding active projects back. Again? Oh, so that maybe was not mm-hmm. your weekly to-do. <laughs> I mean, was there one I was working on? Now I forget. You're guaranteed that I didn't do it if I don't even remember what it was. <laughs> um, oh, wasn't I going to – I was going to hang something up. That's It's an oh, active project, I... and you know what? I have not hung that thing up. Okay. So, yeah, I, I, I – Step one was to take it out of the closet where I had stashed it, which mm-hmm. I did do that. But I, the whole project uh, of actually hanging it up did not happen. Um, okay. But but step one did happen, and it is an active project. And um, yeah, I can. Uh, but I will. I can tell folks what it is. If can you? Know. you? Yeah, uh, it's not that secret. It's. <laughs> We're intrigued. Well, it's the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. And mm-hmm. when my sister and I were kids, we went there for our first and only time as kids. Um, mm-hmm. And um, while when I was there, like as a kid, I collected pennants um, mm-hmm. pe- with a like pennants, like the triangular thing, not sure, not pennants like say three Hail no. Marys. <laughs> That's a different podcast. That's a different, completely different <laughs> podcast. Um, but um, and so for their the fiftieth, uh, they had kind of some pre-framed kind of vintage style Walt Disney World pennants. Um, so my mm-hmm. sister got me one, and I'm going to hang it up. Um, in fact, mm-hmm. I believe I actually had that exact pennant, um, but. Uh, it's fairly. I I don't know if I still have it, but it's um because I did get some pennants out of my parents' basement, but um mm. they're in pretty awful shape. So um mm. so this will be nice. That's cool. I like pennants. And just another, my sister, after we found the pennant, and decided that. Oh, that's that would be a nice thing she'll get me for my birthday. My, uh, is that mm-hmm. uh, for the rest of the trip she called them pendants on oh. purpose just to annoy me, <laughs> <laughs> just so I'd say no, it's pendant, and she'd say I know I'm just trying to annoy you. It was it was very siblingy. I was gonna say <laughs> that's that is a sibling kind of story. The kind of thing you wouldn't do to a civilian. Exactly. <laughs> not aligned civilian, but to your brother or sister, you might do it, and, and they might not mind at all. And we had a couple of very good laughs about it. Mm. Anyway, so that's that's my 
rollover weekly to do. Okay, so I put it in uh, Hang Up Disney World pennant um, for next week for you. And how about you, Jean? Um, my weekly to do was to compile all my business expenses for my tax return, which, um, as I've mentioned, I got a extension uh, on filing it, but I have been absolutely uh, committed to the idea of not waiting till October, uh, which is when the extension expires. And I thought I was going to get to it earlier, but at least I'm getting to it now. And anyway, but what I do is uh, download all the transactions from all of my bank accounts and credit cards, and then I have a little process by which I, you know, filter out what's needed for the tax return. And so that I did it. I'm really happy. Bonus uh, that was not part of the weekly to do, but I did it is I also created spreadsheets with the expenses that are house related um, for the sale of my house last year because there's tax implications for selling. And uh, part of what you have to do is um, document all the money you spent on the house. Um, you know, the, not, not the, you know, little day to day things, but the big renovation projects, anything that, that improves the value of the house. Um, so I had all the documentation. (laughs) Actually, I, I feel like doing a little victory dance. Um, I was pretty sure I had had it, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. Like I renovated the bathroom of the house in 2012. And I thought that's, you know, that's a big expense that, um, you know, will I don't know, resolve in my favor when, uh, that's we right. add up all the, all the costs and the, and the gains from the house sale. So I, I knew how much it was, or I had an idea and, um, I finally dug into my files and I found it and I'm like, I have every receipt. <laughs> That's awesome. I was like, look at me, so organized, <laughs> or at least so responsible. And they were all paper receipts, so I had to scan them, but that was okay. So I was pretty happy with myself that I have an actual um, expense accounting and not, you know, a a estimate, even though my estimates were pretty good. But so anyway, that's a long weekly to do, but at plus bonus, bonus content, which is, but I, I've been playing with spreadsheets. It's mainly what it, what it comes down to. And I was very happy with um, both my ability to find and collect all the information together and also my, you know, making the spreadsheets work. So um, I learned a few things about Apple numbers, or I learned them again, probably, because I probably gotcha. did the yes. same thing the last time I did this for the last year's taxes. Uh, there's, anyway, you know, there's, there's stupid little things, like some banks report um, numbers, like, 
expenses with a negative as a negative value, which I can understand they are, but some things don't. They just give you the number, you know, of the expenses and they don't put a minus in front of them. And if you don't get them all Oh uh, sure, you you lined up you, you really, you really foul yourself, yourself up. <laughs> Especially if so, about half of your expenses are one way or half are the other way. Yeah. Then your deduction is nothing. Nothing. Yeah. And uh it was interesting to dig into uh try to find documentation about this and and it did make me laugh because in one apple forum question somebody said well you can use this you know this script this apple script and it's like 40 lines or something of apple script and i thought oh i'm not doing that and then somebody else said oh you just make a a formula in the cell next to it and put a minus and then you know, reference that cell, and boom, it it turns it from positive to negative or negative to positive. And uh, I was like, oh, yeah, no Apple script needed. So anyway, that was uh, um, ex- that was good to get all that done. And, and I enjoy actually working with spreadsheets. Oh, me too. Right? <laughs> so I did... Um, I got pretty much everything that had to be a spreadsheet for me is now a spreadsheet, and I'm pretty much ready for it to go to the accountant. So, yay. Um, But next week, I decided I have a, for my weekly to-do, is um, I need to get my family on board with uh, testing out a new thing we're launching at micro.blog, which is family a family blog. So you can have multiple authors for one family. And um, so that's something that people have requested, and I think it could be pretty cool. And I have a family, so they're going to be the guinea pigs. I've been dragging my feet a little bit to ask them because there's like certain things I want to make sure are already clear like i don't want extra s- customer support from my family <laughs> gotcha <laughs> and, yes uh, so anyway but uh it it will not be hard and i will get my family on microdot blog F- family plan is uh, my weekly to do for next week excellent that sounds good yeah for this week uh, i wanted to talk about something i made um kind of an impulse purchase um, which is, uh, I bought the iOS app, uh, Tot from the Icon Factory. And, uh, Tot came out, I don't know, in the last year. It's not that, it's, it's pretty new. And it is basically a little, almost like a utility with seven pages that you can sort, or you can swipe through. Um, and each page is a different color, and it's like a scratch pad. That's what it's like. It's like if you had a scratch pad that only had seven pages, <laughs> um, almost like a Post-it note because the colors are are similar to classic Post-it note colors. And the they did an interesting thing, which is they made the Mac app free. Uh, but if you wanted to have it on your 
other devices and have it all synced on iCloud, you have to buy the the iOS app for $20, which, you know, as we know, is a, a big price tag <laughs> in the App Store. And so I had just loaded Tot on my uh, Mac, and I just sometimes would look at it and say, oh, maybe I'll go paste this over in, in uh, Tot. But I have Drafts, the which has uh, Mac and iOS apps, and they totally sync beautifully with iCloud, and that is twenty dollars a year. A year, I think, and I'm very, very happy with Drafts. And so I've I've been using Drafts for almost everything that has text. But um, as we were talking about recently about some of the the uh, drawbacks of the meow system so far. One of them is the ability to work on a project, have somewhere, you know, to have a project. And so um, I just, oh, I think they just brought out an update. That's what it was. Uh, Tot just updated not that long ago, and they added these little icons, these smart icons, I think are new in the latest version. And I must have read about that somewhere. And I thought, well, what's a smart icon? And it's, in my case, there's, they have checkboxes. So I have been creating checkboxes and drafts for the weekly meow. But I, it's a little bit, it's not hard, but it's, it's not as easy as it is in Tot. And I thought, what if I use Tot for projects and, uh, you know, just make a little project with check checkboxes? And um, that's working for me. And it does sync, you know, so if I happen to be at the iPad um, or even on the iPhone and I've done something that was on the checklist, I can ch- check it off. It was like a moment, though, where I was like, oh, I don't remember how much TOT is. And in my mind, I thought it was like a monthly subscription, and I was willing to subscribe. When I went to the App Store and I saw it was $20, I'm like, ooh, $20. And then I, then I thought, wait, it, if I use it the way I'm thinking I'm going to use it, it's definitely worth $20, plus... It's the Icon Factory. Um, I don't mind supporting them and trying out their stuff, even if I don't end up using it a lot. I got a lot of value out of Frenzic in the day. Uh, their game that with the little pie shape, like um, thing that you had to assemble. So I just went ahead and bought it, and then as soon as I I loaded it on my devices and it synced right up and I was like, Oh yeah, I think this is going to be really good. So have you tried it? I've tried it on the Mac. It (coughs) looks very cool. (laughs) Like literally you mentioned it and I downloaded it and just have played with it very briefly for just a little bit. I, there's only, uh, there's, there's, uh, I, tend to put my syncing stuff into notes, Apple notes. Yeah. Um, but 
I do like one of the nice things looking is that uh you can put um whatchamacallit, you can you can switch over to like plain text mode. Mm-hmm. Which sometimes is handy for code. Like for me, like yeah. it's a snippet of code and I don't necessarily want to put it in notes because it's just it's not it's yeah, not rich can... text. And yeah. like maybe it's too heavy weight, like launching BB edit just to put it temporarily put a little bit of code is seems so it might be very useful for that. Um yeah. like almost like a little scratch pad. Um yeah. the one thing that that though on launch first launch that just that it kind of bothers me is mm-hmm. being a digital pack rat. Mm-hmm. Like they have three of the notes Mm-hmm. Like have welcome information, which mm-hmm. is it's basically the same information you find in the help. Um, but it always just like like the notion that I have to delete something. Uh, just like there's something in, about that that just always bothers me. And it's not. Yes, I know it's not really rational. It's not information <laughs> that I need. I can go to the help and pretty much get that like the same exact info but the fact that i had like for years i'd have those stickies and remember if you launch stickies on the mac like there are eight there are like eight stickies telling you how to use stickies oh right i have those stickies plus my own stickies because i don't want to lose i i Uh it's it's a sickness it's an illness gene um but i i really think it's a very cool app i like <clears throat> all right maybe, maybe i'll delete that stuff like how could it just use- <laughs> go ahead and just delete it man i i actually had the same problem um which was i i kept looking i think there were like three pages three of, pages of orientation and i was like okay make sure okay and i that made me go look for the help um and I just, I still haven't deleted the welcome to tot one. And also sometimes the thing about notes is it doesn't do markdown-ish things. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, like, I want a place to draft, again, a lightweight place to draft mm-hmm. something. Like if I'm posting the Swift forums, that's in markdown, so... Yeah. You know, it's nice to be able to to draft something up. But I have Ulysses, which also lets me write in Markdown. So that's what I usually use. Yeah. Um, but Ulysses, does, I don't think it has like a checkbox kind of capability that tote. Uh, tote. Why do I call it tote? It's dot. Um, <laughs> because you're German and you're, you're you're obsessed with death. That's tote. Those are two very untrue things about me. I'm neither (laughs) German. I'm not particularly obsessed with death. Um, Except perhaps like, you know, late at night when you're feeling that existential angst (laughs) when you're trying to sleep. But for the most part, um, let's see. Oh, so I will play with it on the Mac, though, and give it a go. I've downloaded it on two machines. And... um, now, does it sync between Macs even if you don't buy the iOS version? 
I guess there's one way to find I, out. I don't know. <laughs> I only have one Mac. Yeah, so he, the reason that I think this is kind of perfect, at least for, you know, perfect for me for right now uh, with what I'm trying to do is that um, that there are only seven pages in TOT. And so I can't work on more than seven things simultaneously that have a lot of steps. So, so I thought, you know, that's actually a fine limitation for me where, and, and I did think about like, why, why wouldn't I just use drafts for this? But drafts is like my big junk drawer of text. And this is not like a junk drawer. It's like, I don't know. It's just like a, a little, a drawer with, with, um, with dividers in it yes, where you can only, find stuff. <laughs> it's like one of those, uh, one of those file folders, those expandable accordion mm-hmm. file folders with just so many, yeah, yeah. it only has so many slots in it. Right. And it's not like even like a notebook where you can buy more tabs, a three ring binder. No, right. this, you're just stuck <laughs> with whatever, however many that accordion file folder has. That's how many you got. So it's like, yeah. it's kind of like that. No, that's true. And I do. So I, I, I mean, I'll, I'll just be using it for this, which, so I've made a couple of projects so far. Um, things that I've already been talking about, taxes and also microdot blog, family plan launch. And I think um, that, yeah, I, there's something else. Yeah. So I, I would, I could put these into, drafts i could put a tag on them i and you know have a filter and whatever but i don't have to do any of that it's pre-filtered <laughs> uh tot is and uh adding to do's you know to these projects is just you know very simple now again in my quest to figure out how to do things differently and um how uh, to find other tools than OmniFocus, I, um, you know, I ask myself, like, well, why don't you just fire up OmniFocus and put this in as a project? Like, just because, you know, you, you aren't doing everything in GTD doesn't mean you can't use OmniFocus. So, but I realize it's just more fun this way because it's it's pretty easy. Like, there's no options that kind of slow me down like they do in OmniFocus. No uh, defer date, due date, no, you know, things which you can ignore. I, right. You know, I'm not saying you can't, you know, you have to do that. But every to-do, I would think, like, hmm, is there a better way I could be doing this? Right. <laughs> or should I, like, you know, set this up differently? And this is like, well, it's really just a bulleted list and um, – that gives you the satisfaction of checking off your boxes when you finish them. And of course that's important. So, uh, yeah. So we'll see. It, it surprised me cause I didn't really expect that I would become a user of this app because as I said, I already have drafts, um, for syncing, you know, text from throughout all my devices. So, you know, whether I'm drafting, writing a real draft of a blog post or whatever, but I also 
oh, I need to save this uh, serial number and go put it on my iPhone. I mean, the easiest way for me to do that is to, to just put it in a note in drafts and then delete it after I copy it from, in a, you know, on a, another device. So, so that's, that's me with my latest software enthusiasm. Excellent. And also, if you're not using a vast majority of the advanced features of OmniFocus, then, then, yeah, it kind of points to maybe you don't need OmniFocus. <laughs> right. And it, um, yeah. because everybody works a different way. Whereas I always, I, I actually find the, the ability to do that sort of stuff in OmniFocus very, for me, it's always very helpful. Um, mm-hmm. but, um, but again, we've also talked about like when it comes down to doing like a breakpoint show or something, the project doesn't end up in OmniFocus. That checklist ends up, excuse me, that checklist ends up elsewhere. Um, because it's not, it's, it's something different than a, it's bigger than, than an OmniFocus thing in a sense. Yeah. Um, but, uh, for most things, I, I, I like OmniFocus. Um, mm-hmm. I, it'll be interesting to see if I end up using Tot. Um, but I like yeah. it as I'm, I mean, it's a really nice, well thought out app. And if you're on a, mm-hmm. if you're on a Mac, you can just download it without any, any cost or risk. And then if you like it, that'll suck you into <laughs> buying the iOS version, but it suck you in, you know, um, yeah. I always think though that like even $20 for a nice piece of software is well worth it. Um, yes. And, um, and again, especially for an indie developer, um, I always think it's mm-hmm. well worth it because that's, that's how indie developers, that's their bread and butter. That's what's, that's what's, you know, <laughs> keeping them indie. Um, <laughs> right. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, the $20 for the, for the iOS app is n- not, expensive <laughs> right when you consider what it does plus it's like you're you ha- it's a mac app too you're <laughs> you, yes you, it's a real a real mac apps. app it's just exactly and you know i mean looking at their the privacy statement they're also not selling your data to somebody else they're not no. you know they're it's yeah it's it's a it's also a business model that, yeah, it makes sense. You pay them for something, they give you something, you use yeah. it, and they're not like making back-end deals, selling your information to who knows who or whatever. Um, yeah. So I I always like supporting those folks whenever I can. Yeah, me too. And uh, and they've made uh, other apps that I, I like. Um, as I mentioned, Frenzik, which was a game that I couldn't stop playing back in the day. But um, they also make Linnea, uh, which is a uh, drawing app for the iPad and iPhone. And it's um, 
it's the one I usually go to when I want to use my Apple Pencil and draw something. And it's very, very well done. And they're just cool, cool people, the Icon Factory people. So um, I'm excited to see, like, eventually my goal is if, you know, this works out, you know, I will write this up in a blog post. And um, I was thinking between drafts, do and taught that has really gotten me pretty far now that I'm not using OmniFocus. All right. So, yeah. So do you have anything else you want to add, James, or should we wrap this up? Oh, we can wrap this up, I think. All right. Then let's get back to getting things done. Listeners, if you have any productivity hacks of your own, any software finds you want to share, uh, you can find us on the internet at theweeklyreview.fm, on micro.blog, and on Twitter, we are at The Weekly Review, or you can email us at sayhello at theweeklyreview.fm. Yeah, we'd love to hear from you. It would also be great if you could rate or review this podcast so that new listeners can find us and that we can feel better seeing your ratings and reviews. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you at the next Weekly Review. Thanks. You got some things you want to get done And still enjoy a bit of organizational fun There's a lot of things you can